Good afternoon, and thank you for joining us on another episode of Ask Sharifa. It is Tuesday. Some call it Taco Tuesday. I don't know. Terrific Tuesday. But it's Tuesday, and we are having fun today. This is my second interview for today, and we've been learning. We've been laughing. We've been sharing. And guess what? We want to keep that up. So if you're watching this interview live, please go ahead and share this interview, because friends don't let friends miss out on Ask Sharifa. So we're going to bring in our next guest, but I have to give you a little bit of background. I meet people everywhere, all over. I invite them to be guests, invite them to be a part of what I'm doing. But I had the honor, oh, it was such an honor, to be on a podcast over the weekend. And when I met this guy, I was like, everyone has to see you. So I was on Road to Growth, Success as an Entrepreneur on Saturday. And I'm going to go ahead and share that link as soon as I receive it. But I want you to meet this gentleman because he is a true entrepreneur. He not only has his own podcast, he does coaching and he, he's, he's a realtor. So we're going to talk a little bit about him. Please welcome Mr. Vinny Enriquez. Good afternoon, Vinny. How are you? Good, good. Thank you for having me on. It was a pleasure to know you too. What'd you say? I said, thank you for having me. <laughs> thank you. See, I see Vinny shy. I saw him on Saturday. He had that. He 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 was in his power stance. He was asking all the questions, calling all the shots. Today he's in on the opposite side. So I see a different side of Vinny. I'm on the defensive. I'm like Floyd Mayweather right now, ready for the counter punches. <laughs> no, we are gonna be we're gonna be fine. But right. again, everyone, Tammy, Melvin, Vincent, Bob, who just joined us. This is a live interview. If you have any questions, if you have any comments, please go ahead and put them in the comment section and I'll go ahead and read them to Vinny. So Vinny, let's first of all talk only because, you know, I love talking about me. Let's talk a little bit about your podcast and how that got started, what it is, where people can tune into it. Yeah. So the plan is, uh, um, so I have a real estate team and I talk to a lot of different agents, also coaching. Um, and I was talking to a lot of agents and I was hearing them say, oh, man, so-and-so had great success. So-and-so had great success. And I would tell them, well, it's a struggle. It's a struggle. It's a struggle. It's a struggle. And so I just kind of getting frustrated because social media, everyone only sees the positives of people's life. Mm -hmm. And being that we do a lot of cold calling and talk to a lot of different people on our daily, daily life, I was hearing the true stories behind these people. And so I was like, I need to get these stories out there. And decided on, on doing a podcast and, and hearing these stories and letting people, other people hear these stories. What are some of the stories that stand out to you? Um, so there was, there was one that she didn't want me to say it on the podcast. Mm -hmm. um, she was homeless and prostitute for a little while. Mm -hmm. And she was able to get her life together uh, and build it back up and um, just getting out of the, the rut right there. Another one that was a month from being homeless. Um, he was trying to sell stuff, sell his paintings. He ended up getting a, um, a Broadway actor to find one of his paintings. The first time he tried to reach out to the, the Broadway, reached out to him. He didn't pick up the phone. And then the guy called him back again a week later. and was like, I want your paintings. And then he started sharing his paintings out there with other people and started actually getting a following based off of it. So it was just consistency and, and the drive for people. That's kind of the common denominator. Yes, but it seems in those stories, at least, there was 
homelessness there were you know because i always talk about my story you know being homeless twice being laid off over seven times and sometimes when we lose everything they say as they say necessity is the mother of invention you have to figure it out you have to get up and 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 go so we don't want to hear about um we don't want people to be homeless but we can also learn from their stories so again on your podcast road to growth success as an entrepreneur you said you wanted to share some of these stories were there any and you said you do cold calling and so many different things what are some of the things that people can do to improve as far as their growth and their success in business uh it's it's mindset it it really is i I think one of the one of the things is is just mindset we all have a in essence a financial thermostat and we all know our worth and sometimes i guess not everyone knows their worth i think it's understanding your worth and and then going forward because you know you're going to see it there was a divorce attorney that i had on and for the first 20 years, he was just in the business. He was an attorney. And he ended up getting a divorce with his wife because he didn't he couldn't understand what she was saying to him. It was on a, a such a high level that she was speaking to him and he was speaking at such a low level. So there was a big disconnect. And this is a guy that was helping other people in their marriages for 20 years. Mm-hmm. And so he couldn't even help his own marriage. And then he started changing the way he was listening to people. Uh, and then now he has, he, he told me, he goes, Every morning I wake up thinking of a money tree and shaking that money tree and collecting all the money. Every time I go to sleep, I think of the same thing. And now his business has thrived because he changed the way he looked at money, changed the way he looked at his own worth. Yeah. Well, that's a good, definitely a great lesson. But let's talk a little bit about your journey, how you went from your growth to success as an entrepreneur. Have you always been an entrepreneur? Has it always been your dream to be an entrepreneur? What started you out on this path? Um, so I was in construction field before this and I I was doing that for a while. I felt that, um, if I went that extra mile, I wasn't getting the the return off it. Um, other people taking the credit for my work. Mm -hmm. And so I knew, and it was a good job, but I I just knew that I had a a higher limit. Mm -hmm. And so, um, I got opportunity through a friend of a friend to work overseas in Afghanistan. Mm -hmm. And I knew that was going to be the avenue to, to put money aside to allow me to uh, start a career in, in real estate. Mm-hmm. And so I took the, I got the call one day and they said, can you get on a flight tomorrow? And I was like, Oh, can I get a little more time? And so I, they gave me a week and I talked it over with everyone and, and just went on the flight and got, got back over here a year later and got into real estate. Oh, wow. Now real estate. For many people, I don't know why, and this, maybe you can help me with Vinny. Some people consider real estate more of a business, and we talked about this on Saturday, as opposed to that entrepreneur where you're just trying to build it, because sometimes with real estate, even though you may be starting out, you can still land under someone else's umbrella. For instance, you may be a representative for Keller Williams. You may be a a representative for, I don't know, I'm not in real estate. I don't know all the big names. No, no, yeah. you know, you understand what I'm saying? So would you consider this, you know, as entrepreneurial as some other endeavors? I, I look at, I look at anything that you are 1099. Mm-hmm. It, okay. I would look at that as an entrepreneur. If, mm-hmm. if you have, if you have a steady job and you're um, clocking in nine to five, and of course in real estate, you can clock in at nine to five, you make your own hours. Mm-hmm. Yet if, if you're not assured that next paycheck, I would look at that as an entrepreneur because you're taking a risk. You don't, you don't know what tomorrow is going to bring. Do you prefer being an entrepreneur as opposed to employee? 
I think, I think there's a lot of safety and there's mm-hmm. nothing wrong with being an employee. Um, I just, it's, I think the growth potential is a lot harder and you know it yourself, you told me the story of your last job where you're working there for three years, basically not getting paid. And I'm assuming under that assumption that you were going to be there forever. And so right. then they started paying you and you're probably putting your, your whole worth into it. And in the end, that loyalty wasn't, uh, wasn't respected, wasn't cared about anything like that. And next thing you know, you, you had to, you got pushed out on the street. You got pushed out, you got kicked out of the job. Like, so. I love the way you explained it. Vinny said you got pushed out on the street. You got kicked out to the curb. Oh yeah. Like no loyalty right there. That's that, like, man. Yeah. But I had, I understand. I mean, that's completely what happened is so I definitely have some more questions for you but again I want to take a minute to welcome everybody who is tuning in Cheryl Banu just joined us Brian Sherry if you have any questions comments please feel free to ask your questions or comments and I'll go ahead and read them to our guests we are speaking with Vinny Enriquez today he has his podcast Road to Growth Success as an Entrepreneur as well as his real estate business and coaching and so let's talk about Team Vinny SD because when we talk about entrepreneur and entrepreneurship, then we don't typically think of teams in, in team building. We kind of think of single guy, um, lone wolf out there making it happen. And with your real estate, you said, no, 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 this is about the team. So can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah. So that was, that was something uh, definitely more recent. I was a, a solo agent and just, like you said, doing the grind, you know, mm-hmm. doing the calls, doing, doing everything. And then I started realizing uh, I was, I should took a trip to, to Thailand. And then I was realizing, well, when I'm gone, the business doesn't get done. So I had to figure out a way that I could actually enjoy life while also living life and, and working and doing all those kind of things. And so that's where I started looking at, at leverage points, mm-hmm. you know, bringing people on and bringing other team members and, and offering the knowledge that I've accumulated over the years I've been in this business. What are, okay, with, with real estate, always told me or often told me that I should go into real estate. They said, Sharifa, you love sales. You're wonderful at sales. You're great at sales. Um, you, know, you should be in real estate. Real estate gives you one of those, um, you know, when you receive a check, it's not a $100 check. You know, it gives you nice income, nice checks that come in. I've never wanted to go into real estate mainly because I felt that it was, it was very competitive. I felt that, um, you know, a lot of people decide to go into real estate when they want to make more money. One of the things that I read in your bio is that you're often considered one of the best realtors out there. What would you say differentiates you or even you and your team from just any other realtor? Um, well, yeah, so I, I truthfully believe there's a low barrier of entry in real estate. Mm-hmm. That Most people, they'll say, okay, how is this person worth X amount of dollars on this one transaction? So there is, you know, I mean, truthfully, a low barrier of entry. The biggest thing is that most agents, you know, I think it's like two and a, two and a half deals a year, right? Mm-hmm. So if someone's doing two and a half deals a year, how much are they keeping updated with the new laws, new restrictions, actually even the market? You know, you'll see it where the market starts shifting and realtors that maybe aren't as active, they won't understand the market shifting until six months, seven months after. So if they're behind the terms and they're seeing the market shifting, how are they really going to save you and get you the, the best price possible on that property? Mm-hmm. Where we went, as the market was shifting, we were understanding that market and we were able to get properties for, you know, 2%, 3%, 4%, 5%, 10%, 15%, 20%, 30%, 40%, 50%, 
underneath, you know what I mean, asking, 3% underneath asking. So that's really, I think, the biggest things is being very active and then also be willing to actually door knock that neighbor, call that person, go after expires, go after notice of default, go at understanding what a short tail is. You know, a lot of these things, having that knowledge base really differentiates the good agents from the agents that, I'm not going to say bad agents, but agents that maybe they, they're, they're still new, a little fresh. Now, you mentioned the markets, and that was definitely going to be one of my questions because we all heard about the real estate boom or the real estate um, in 2008 when it, yeah. everything. Yeah. So since then, you if you speak to some people, they will absolutely tell you this is the perfect time in 2019. I'm speaking of this is the perfect time to go and buy a house. Now, you can speak to the next realtor right next door and they'll tell you, no, this is not the time to buy. This is t the time to sell. How do how as laymen? You know, because one of the things that I want to do right now is is purchase a home. That's what I'm looking to do and do yeah. it relatively soon. But I want to do it when the time is right, obviously, at the best time. Well, okay, so you, the first thing, you have to be really careful. Okay, if we go back to the idea that most agents are only selling about two and a half deals a year, mm -hmm. right? Do you think they're more worried about you and your person no. or more worried about basically their pocketbook? Their pocketbook. Okay. So I would first, before you talk to anyone or get any kind of advice, is kind of see what kind of business they're doing just to make sure that they're actually looking for you first and not just trying to put you in a property or just get a quick buck out of you. Mm -hmm. The second thing, because the second thing is the market could be down, the market could be up. It's really on that monthly payment. That's the biggest thing because anyone that owns stocks, it doesn't really matter what the, the worth of that stock is unless you're actually going to sell it. Mm -hmm. So if the monthly payment is something that you can do, then it doesn't matter if it's in a down market or a, in an up market. It's just a matter if you can keep that going for the next cycle because it goes up, it goes down, but it's always going to go back up again. Okay. So basically what you're saying is I need to call you and talk to you and then we need to figure it out because that's what I heard. Fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> and I met one of your other team members the other day and she was so fun. It's like your team is just so much fun. Hi, <laughs> amazing intellectuals you know i'm sitting there waiting for you and we're having this great netflix conversation you know it wasn't pushy it wasn't salesy it was just like have you seen this on netflix no have you seen this and so i already feel like i'm a part of the family but you again mentioned your team and your team being able to go on if you're out of the country you sound like a, a spy or something like one minute you're in afghanistan <laughs> But if someone wanted to be a part of your team or even, you know, learn and, and get to grow to be a part of your team, what kind of advice would you give them? I would say figure out what you want to do in the business. I, I talk to new agents all the time that are not going to join the team, not going to join the office, whatever it might be. But I talk to them all the time and give them a fair, a fair assessment. Like, again, it goes back to the idea, know who you're talking to, know who you're talking to. There's a lot of false bravado that happens in, in our business and I'm assuming a lot of other businesses and people like your definition and my definition of the color red is kind of probably very, just like your definition of success compared to my definition of success is probably going to vary. The same thing with realtor to realtor. So if one realtor is telling them that they're having great success in something, you have to first understand what the definition of success is. Because their idea of success might be, you know, three deals a year, four deals a year. And now they're telling you, this is how you need to do it to get to that point. 
So understand what you're actually talking about, the success avenue, before you actually get the advice. Okay. Now, that's wonderful advice. You have a lot of great advice. So before we go and continue with the interview, can you tell our viewers about your website and where they can find more information on you? Yeah, uh, Vinny, Vinny SD, V-I-N-N-I-E SD. And it's, a, it's kind of a, a funny little thing I tell people. So my actual given name is Vicente Enriquez, a very Hispanic name. But my Spanish is so bad that I just go by Vinny. <laughs> you my cousin Vinny. You my new cousin Vinny. I, I love it. I think it's great. And I think I just talked Val up because we were sitting here talking about Netflix and us having a conversation and Val says hi. So she, she <laughs> wanted to let us know that she is there tuning in. So Val just joined us. Tarika just joined us. Janice, people who are listening in the chat room. Vinny is giving us so much great information. If you have any questions, if you have any comments, please feel free to make them in the comment section and I'll go ahead and read those to Vinny. Now, I love real estate. I love learning about the real estate, but I just, for some reason, I'm still drawn back to your podcast. Maybe because that's the world that I am in. I love this whole idea of a podcast. I love the fact that you sit down with people. You look them straight in the eye. And when I did with my interview with you on Saturday, it's like, your eyes were looking at me and you were just basically saying, I'm rooting for you, Sharifa. I'm here with you. <laughs> you know, you didn't say anything, but I read all of that in your energy because you were just smiling just like you are now. And it feels great when you, you come into a place and you're vulnerable. And it's a lot different than when you do a, a podcast just over the phone. Yeah. You can't see the person. You, you can hear them, but you have absolutely no idea what they're doing, what they look like to sit down in a studio setting and have an interview or the opportunity to interview and talk about our um, experiences, I thought it was just wonderful. So if there's anyone in the San Diego, Los Angeles, I know I did mine in Long Beach area, I would definitely recommend speaking to Vinny about his podcast, Road to Growth, Success as an Entrepreneur. Why did you call it Road to Growth though, um, Vinny? Because I, I think there's so many struggles that, that everyone goes through, everyone goes through. And I think the idea that we're all, it's never a failure unless you actually quit. Mm -hmm. And so there's probably people that are listening now or people that started a new business and, and they're hurting. They're like, should I stay in this business? Should I quit this business? Should I close my store? And reality is, is if they learn from all those different mistakes and they keep fighting through it, they're probably going to succeed. And so no road is, it's straight. There's always going to be some curves. There's always going to be something windy. It's like that. It's just a matter of getting through that and fighting through and, and succeeding to the next level. Yes. But listening to you and your stories, and, and maybe I'm taking this lightly, but you said you were doing construction. You decided to go to Afghanistan. A year later, you came back and you went into real estate. To yeah. me, it just seems like everything just happened. Everything just worked out for you. What are some of the struggles that you, you learned from? I think the struggles is, is I was listening to the wrong people. So when I first got into to real estate, mm -hmm. I didn't understand who I was listening to. So mm -hmm. people would tell me that they're having success or they would tell me their uh, limiting beliefs, limiting beliefs like, Hey, this market is saturated or this, you can't do this or this can't happen. And I would start taking in these limiting beliefs and anytime there might've been a little, a little kickback on something, I would stop. So I'll give you an example. I was, I was door knocking in this area and I was an idea of farming. So farming is where you're actually 
continuing advertising or marketing to a certain area and over time building a um, understanding that you're the market expert, right? So I was, I was farming this one area and I was door knocking in that community. Everyone, every realtor that I talked to was like, that market is so saturated. It's so saturated. You don't want to do it. You don't want to waste your time, so on and so forth. So I'm door knocking. The second time I go through the community, I get a listing off it, right? So I got some success off it. Now, the third time or third or fourth time, I'm door knocking the, the neighbor, the community. I'm door knocking a house. And I look two houses to my right. I see another realtor door knocking that door. And as soon as I saw that, I stopped marketing and farming that area. Because that limiting belief, that idea that that market is saturated, basically jumped in because I had that small little doubt in my head and it went out. Mm-hmm. And so it's, it's listening to the wrong people because it's the one thing, I, another thing that I've realized in just life in general, it's easier to pull someone down than push someone up. Mm-hmm. So, so if, yeah, if, if, they're, if, if you're not maybe having success, you'd rather them come down to your level than basically going up to their level. And with, with most agents not doing as much business, that's kind of the mindset, in my personal opinion. How did you realize that you were listening to the wrong people? Was there a eureka moment? Was there some particular instance, some, some house that you realized that you could have sold if, not, if you, you know, hadn't listened to everyone else? I think there was, so I started, I'm always, I'm always taking on information. I'll take, uh, like, I finally learned, and this has been more recent, jumping ahead that I'll listen to anyone. Even if someone's not having success and they're telling me a story, I'm going to mm-hmm. listen to them because I feel like I have the knowledge base now to understand what might be BS or maybe their reality that might not be true, but at least I can understand their reality. Um, I think back then when I finally understood that um, I was maybe taking the wrong information um, was talking to other agents that actually had success. Um, for a while there, I was really closed off to listening to other people. Um, I started looking at people's numbers to see actually what they sold mm-hmm. and understanding that. But there was probably a short window where I just didn't want to talk to any other agents in the field mm-hmm. just because I, I didn't want to pick through who was telling the truth and who was, who was basically lying or trying to pull me down. Mm-hmm. And so it was kind of a growth in that sense of now being very open to talking to other people and, and hearing them out, hearing the stories and, and dissecting what they're actually telling me. Mm, no, I think that's wonderful advice. And it just kind of reminds me of the advice that I give to some of the people I work with, some of the some of my clients. I always tell them, talk to everyone. Yeah. You know, that's I've been in companies, worked with companies, raised millions of dollars. And that is one of the lessons that I learned because sometimes we to a certain extent stereotype or we feel like, oh, Vinny's not gonna buy, you know. He look at him. He, you know, he's not going to buy from us, or he's not going to talk to us. Or we meet a lady, same same basic thing. Oh, this person is not going to be interested. Do they look like they want to be interested? And I talk to everyone about about my business. It's so funny because I was posting this morning. Just I'm always posting and sharing. And I was I was at the DMV, and so I'm basically walking everybody through this trip. You know, at the DMV. First, I go to the DMV, seven thirty. I think I'm doing good because the DMV doesn't open until 8. It's a long line of people. Then I got to go do the eye exam. Then I got to do the written test. But I'm out of there at 8.45. I get home and I'm reading some of the comments. And one of the, one of the ladies says, she was like, you should have interviewed somebody. And I'm like, oh, I didn't even think about that. You know, you're standing in this line full of people like, hey, come here. Let me talk to you. Let me figure out what you're doing. 
But I am telling you, I have received, I have set up interviews, I have set up clients, I have made sales from people who you wouldn't even think were interested in what you had to offer. So I, I definitely agree with you. Well, well, even another powerful thing to think about is something that I, I probably picked up, I want to say about a year, maybe a year and a half ago, was I'm not as important as I think I am. Mm-hmm. So if, if I'm talking to someone on the phone, because we do a lot of cold calling and, and door knocking, and someone yells at me, mm-hmm. right, I might have caught them at the bad, bad moment. They, mm-hmm. Their kid might be in the hospital. Their wife might be in the hospital. So they're just mm-hmm. angry at life, and they kind of took it out of me. So I'm not the center of their attention. So I'm not as, as important as I think I am. So maybe I call them back a week later, two weeks later, just make sure they're okay. Mm-hmm. Well, that's nice, but that just proves you have tough skin because I'm excellent. <laughs> no, it does. I am excellent with sales. I love to sell. I have set sales records for some of the companies that I work with, but I always tell people it has to be an incoming call, you know, because at least that expresses some interest in what I have to offer. And it's like, I guess there's an arrogance of, well, you called me, you know what I mean? You were interested. But when people cold call me at home and I hear it, I just hang up immediately. You know, I don't want people to call me. So if I decide to do cold calling, I'm like, oh, they're going to hang up on me. They're not going to talk to me. And I just, well, that, I can't. It's a limiting belief. It's a limiting belief. So like, if, if, if I'm calling someone, right, and maybe they're, they're not ready for it, right? Mm-hmm. Now it's finding out there's probably some need in their life that, mm-hmm. that, they put on the back burner because they're scared of it, mm-hmm. right? And, and buying a home, buying a car, buying something like that is a, is a big purchase. So right. most people are scared of it. And I'm assuming, right, that if they're scared of it, they probably want someone to walk them through that process to make it a little bit easier for them. Mm-hmm. So what I'm doing is I'm reaching out to individuals that have these big goals in mind, and I want to make sure that they're taken care of and actually have someone that's going to take care of them that's going to have a knowledge base to help them and save as much money as possible. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm looking out to do them a favor. That's the way I kind of look at it. <laughs> that sales 101 from my cousin. <laughs> <laughs> he said, look, I'm helping you out. I'm doing you a favor. I love it. It's amazing. Welcome to Moses, Thomas, Melinda, Valerie, Martha. Thank you for joining us. If you have any questions, please feel free to ask them or comment in the comment section because we are live on Ask Sharifa and our guest, Mr. Vinny Enriquez, has taken his time to join us today to answer any questions that you might have in regards to real estate, coaching, and his podcast, Road to Growth, Success as an Entrepreneur. You know, wait, I have a question for you. So I think I saw online that this is like your fifth interview of the day, isn't it? No, it, I do three to five interviews per day. Today, I'm doing two. Oh, okay. Because I was going to say, how much? How do you have so much energy after five? So, all right. Uh, I can see no, why. but I'm going to answer that because I do, sometimes I do five interviews a day. But <laughs> I'm going to answer that. That's good. I like that question. You good, Vinny? That's why you got your podcast. <laughs> Let me tell you how I do this. Because first of all, what I try to do is avoid doing five interviews a day. So I use that. Jedi mind trick that reverse psychology when I already know I have three or four that'd be like you know Thursday's looking good is why <laughs> why don't you go ahead and schedule yourself for Thursday uh, the other thing is I like to be able to kind of knock them out you know just go ahead and do them and I figure five interviews is still only t- technically five hours worth of work and so do I want to do five hours worth of interviews or do I want to go get a nine to five 
And so I sit here and I do my interviews. It's fun. I'm nosy. I'm naturally inquisitive. So, and then plus people tune in, they get the information, they enjoy it. So it's not about me. It's about the people. Okay. I have a follow-up question. Not about that. It's about the poster on the back. Tupac? So yeah, I, turn this into your interview, Vinny. I like this. This is good. Nobody does this. For, have any of the interviewees been lucky enough to hear you rap? They don't even know that I can rap. When they, <laughs> when they see the, the poster, that's why I like the poster here in all of my interviews, yeah. because some of the people, not you, Vinny, but some of the people are so corporate, you yeah. know, like corporate, and I don't want them to have any surprises. So when they, when they tune in, I don't want them to be like, oh my God, there's Tupac. I'm like, Tupac's in every <laughs> video, you know what I mean? So if you went and watched any of the videos, then you'll see Tupac, but I love him because he, when I was a kid, you know, and I'm 21 now, and, and I'll be 22 on Sunday for my birthday. But, you know, he, he was the one who, who built the, you know, the little kids in the hood up, you know, that positive, keep your head up. You know, Brenda's got a baby, no matter what, he always has something positive to say while we all, we were all living that thug life. So, but I'm not going to rap. I know what you're trying to do, Vinny. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not, because then it'd be recorded, and then that'd be some blackmail tape. So, no, <laughs> no. How many interviews do you do? Let me ask the questions. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I, I try to put, like, a couple back-to-back, -back, just mm -hmm. so it makes it a little bit easier. Mm -hmm. uh, like, the day that I saw you up, uh, up in Long Beach, we did uh, five interviews. Mm -hmm. See? Exactly. Yeah, so, so then it allows us to kind of release two a week. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you know what? I always feel, and this is this is great. I'm glad we're having this conversation because, again, it proves that you know what you're talking about. <laughs> that I get uh, getting a certain vibe. I have to be in a certain vibe to do interviews. Yeah. And so it's easier for me to just kind of, you know, get that energy up and then bring it out for everyone than to just do one and, and then another one maybe a few hours later because my energy may have changed. Yeah. You know, I, I like to just go ahead and just do all the interviews. Well, so one of the, the one interview before you, that's why we were running a little late. Mm -hmm. I actually did the interview and I forgot to push record because I was trying to do something else. So mm -hmm. I did the interview twice with the guy. So that was a first of a first right there. Okay, but you told me that. You told me that when I got there. But what I noticed was you went in the room, unless, where's Val? Unless you sent Val out there to distract me. But his interview only seemed like it was 10 minutes because you nope. came back like this later. Yeah, no, it, it was like 20 minutes. Most of the interviews are about like, you know, uh, 18 to like 25 minutes, somewhere around there. Mm -hmm. um, so it, I have a kind of like a set kind of structure that I kind of work it towards, mm -hmm. but that's usually to the extent of it. Yeah. What I loved about that, and this is um, one of the things that I learned, is I started my blog talk radio in 2009. And of course you make mistakes and, and things happen. So at first, back in 2009, I was paranoid about everything. I thought every interview had to be perfect. Did I say the right things? Did I cut somebody off? Did I interrupt them? Did I laugh too long? Did I laugh too loud? You know, I had all these tapes in my head and I just wanted everything to be perfect. And then to a certain extent, I had this feeling that I, I really felt like, who am I? Like, who am I? You know, you're a professional, Vinny. You know, you're a realtor. You have this team of people. You, you sell houses. And, you know, and I would be like, oh, who am I to ask him any questions? And after a while, I 
to a certain extent, I got this like, oh, no, 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 this is Ab Sharifa, you know what I mean? So I, I began to be more open about asking whatever I wanted to know if things happen. And even now, this is a live interview. I've been doing live interviews. And sometimes the one I did earlier was actually kind of funny with Larry Johnson. It was a great interview. Everyone should check it out. But his phone kept ringing. You know, he's like, <laughs> I, I tried to turn it off. And he's like, forget it. And he unplugs the phone while we're doing the interview. And this is Larry Johnson's second time on Ask Sharifa. And I was like, that's why I love you, Larry. Like, you just keep it moving. Things happen as opposed to people who are like, oh, my God, the phone rang. Can we start over? I'm like, no, there is no starting over. Well, well, the first thing is the surprise is that he had a landline still. That's the one surprise that I yeah, got. No, Larry was, I, I'm not even going to tell you, but look at, look at it and you'll see. He, he was at least 70, so at <laughs> well, least. So I know how you're talking about, like, who am I to ask this question and so on and so forth. Like, one of the things that, that took me a little while to, to be okay with and it, from real estate, I, so I used to run in, in college, do a, a college TV show. So mm -hmm. it was uh, like an interview process, so on and so forth, and, like, we do, like, little skits and so on. And the one thing I was so embarrassed by my voice, like I was so like, oh my gosh, I had to watch, listen to myself. Mm -hmm. And so that's one of the things I had to overcome to actually do these interviews when I hear myself on the podcast. You know, I've heard that from more than one person. Most, yeah. I think a lot of podcast people have the same um, thought and you overcame that, Denny. I've never over overcome that at all. I don't like the sound of my voice. Oh, no. <laughs> I, I don't. Like, sometimes I'm like, oh, my God, you sound so loud. The other times I'm like, oh, you sound screechy. You know, so many different things. I, to this day, I do not listen to any of my interviews, any of my podcasts. And it helps in two ways. Number one, I feel free when I'm doing it. I don't feel like, oh, when I watch it later, I'm going to pick it apart. The only thing that I do is when I download the interview, I push play, make sure we have sound. Okay, I heard you. I heard myself. We caught the sound. So after that, I'm not listening to the whole interview. But what 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 you what's your perceived negative on your on your your voice? It, I'm all over the place. It's, it can be high. It can be low. I laugh. I so, just so, I don't. So let, let's let's change the mindset of it. How many people out there do you know that have no energy that are just bland people? A lot. So, people out there, right? So your yeah. voice offers character. You offer. Yeah. You change it up on people. I bet yeah. those people that are bland right there would rather have a voice like yours. So let's just change the way you look at it and things will change. <laughs> I love this. This is great. This is why people tune in to Ask Sharifa because you never know where we're going to go, what we're going to talk about. I'm getting my therapy session right now so I can change my mindset and think about it different. I'm still not going to listen to my interviews. But... It is, it's, it's not only that mindset, it's that I'm a, I'm a perfectionist. When I got married, right before my wedding, I told my mother-in-law, I told my whole family, I said, if anything goes wrong with my wedding, I'm just going to cry. You know, I'm going to fall apart. And everybody was like, no, it'll be okay. So I got married. Everything went wonderful. I was so happy. I was so pleased. And I was like, oh, my God, thank God everything worked. Okay. The next day or after our honeymoon, we come back, we go over to my mother-in-law's house and, and there's family there. And they started telling me some of the things that went wrong during the, the wedding. One of the things that happened is when they were trying to open the champagne bottles, somebody literally popped the champagne bottle and broke a window. 
and everybody was like, don't show, don't tell Sharifa. Like, you know, everything was like, don't tell Sharifa. Like all these different things that were happening and people, I love these people to death, made sure that I didn't know, that I would not have my day ruined. You know, because I'm just, I'm just a perfectionist. So no matter what, I'm still not going to listen to, um, you know, my podcast. And the other reason is because I just want to be free. If I hear myself and I hear what I'm saying, when I'm speaking, I'll be like, oh, okay, Sharifa, you might want to sound a little calmer. You want to say, Mr. Enriquez, how was your day today? How did you <laughs> work today? And, I, and I'll just, you know, now I'm like, hey, baby, how you doing? You do it. No, I'm seasoned. Back to you. See, I get off and I start, I start talking and going on tangents. I want to talk about you, your business, what you want, what you're looking for. We got all these people. Malcolm just joined us. Daryl just joined us for your business. Like, what is the ideal thing that you want people to be able to take away from your interview? I would say that if someone has a question or a need of anything to do, with basically the front of the house to the alley. Any kind of questions to give me a call or give my team a call. You know, we're based out of San Diego, 858-345-7829. Uh, that's my direct line. The, if they're not in San Diego and they're in another area, we talk to a lot of different agents out there. And so we have good connections in most areas. Now, sometimes in these small little towns, we might not have a good connection there, but most towns we do have some kind of connection and we can kind of steer you in the right direction. So if there's any kind of need, or if it's an entrepreneur, I love hearing stories. Like I, it empowers me. It makes me feel so strong when I hear these stories of, of people and how they've overcome adversity. So I would say one of those right there would be um, the ideal person to, to, to reach out to me. Okay. So let's have that number again, please. 858-345-7829. Uh, okay. I love it. And I love the stories of overcoming adversity, which you talk about in Road to Growth success as an entrepreneur we gave our your website address earlier please give your website address again it's a uh, vinnie v-i-n-n-i-e s-d we've also had on the podcast uh short sale negotiators so if you're in a town uh well, california more than likely but uh you can listen to that so understand what a short sale is uh we've had people that do have done granny flats kind of understand that out what they did granny flats yeah granny flat where you can basically uh build uh um, another property in the back of your house and, okay. and put your mother-in-law in there. Uh, oh, okay. I, I used to do for like, for about 10 years, my mother lived in the back house in the front house and I lived in the back house. I didn't know yeah. it was a granny. Flat. I guess I was granny. <laughs> You're great. Yeah. They, they didn't want you in the main house, huh? They, no, she did not. She did not. Too many parties. That's a whole nother story though. So yeah, I'd say, I'd say those would be the, the two biggest things. You know, if you have a, if you have a great story, I'd love to talk to you. That's the biggest thing. If you're traveling to San Diego and just kind of curious about the, the area here, feel free to give me a call. You know, exactly. if you're military, mm -hmm. there's some, there's some good avenues for you too. So, yeah. I just said, what do you think about buying homes in Southern California? And the only reason I asked that is because I was told that California is one of the worst places to purchase a home because you just purchase it, you don't own the land. And I've always said I wanted to, to um, retire and move to Texas on a piece of land. And I want my nearest neighbor to be in a completely different zip code. And so I want a nice piece of land. There's not a lot of land, especially, you know, here, maybe unless you go to Lancaster or Palmdale. But what are your thoughts on that? It, it, it matters what your, your end goal is. It matters what your end goal. I, I, I take it back to, to the simplest thing. 
what's the monthly payment? If you're okay. gonna be paying, if you're gonna be paying rent, then what's that what's that monthly payment? Now maybe you're you're buying a property cash, and most people probably don't have the capacity or the ability to to have the cash to buy a property outright. Most people, you know, have the ability maybe to put three and a half percent, no money down, five percent, ten percent down, and then the rest of it uh, monthly payment. So the biggest thing is that monthly payment. And if you're already gonna be living in the area, and you can make those monthly payments comfortably then it really doesn't matter where you buy the property, in my personal opinion. No, I love it. I think that's a wonderful. Um, so any last questions for me, Vinny, since you opened up with the questions? You got questions for me before I let you go? What pushed you into this field of actually Asherifo? Were you getting a lot of people kind of already asking you questions or were you getting a lot of stories or what, what brought you on this, on this path? What started as Sharifa is when I built my first website in 1994. And when I built my website, people wanted me to build a website for them. When I started online marketing and I got to the top of Google page one, position one, organically, then everybody was like, I want to be at the top of Google. And people would always ask me, especially, you know, back in the 90s, because it was this was the wild, wild west. There was this frontier that not many people understood. And they didn't even know what they didn't know. So they needed somebody to walk them through this process. And so because people started asking me a lot of questions, I launched Ask Sharifa Radio in 2009. And I would answer questions from business owners, um, Monday through Friday, 8 a.m. to 9 a.m. every day. And so even now to this day, I get the majority of my business through referrals, whether it's to my PR company in the news PR, whether it's to the interviews or the consulting on AskSharifa.com. I get it through referrals. And the majority of the people, no matter what, they call me and they say, I don't know what you do, but Vinny said, Ask Sharifa. You know, and I always like, okay, well, let's talk about it. Let's figure it out. And so that's how I asked Sharifa, which is something that people kind of gave me because they like, we don't know what to do. Let's ask Sharifa. Well, so we all know that you have about five, six, let's say 50 companies, mm -hmm. right? What, what's what's the, the next goal for, for Ask Sharifa and this brand? Let's say we're talking in a year from now or, or five years from now. What's What's the next goal? Well... Don't be trying to tell all my secrets. I can't tell you. <laughs> but you know, I have my television network, which is Crossroads TV. And being that I have my television network, I have access to a lot of relationships. I have access to the major networks and access to distribution. And so, especially with my partner, Marvin Williams, who is really just a man. He's amazing. He's incredible. Um, he's able to pitch Ask Sharifa in the Ask Sharifa show to a lot of networks and for distribution, but you need something to pitch. And so he was like, you got to create content. No matter what it is, you have to be able to show that you have the content. And so people can look at the content and then we'll be able to, to turn this show, Ask Sharifa, with my guest into uh, Ask Sharifa show that's on television and on the major networks. So that's my next step which is again, why I'm raising money for the company, but also why I'm doing a lot as far as being able to produce my own content. Um, I released the book, Science, You Might Be an Entrepreneur, How to Discover the Entrepreneur in You. And so I'm taking the resources from the book, from the PR company, from the consulting, from sponsorship opportunities. So again, Vinny, I welcome you. If you wanna be a sponsor, go to AskSharifa.com and take a look at our sponsorship packages. But we're taking those funds to, to produce the content that I wanna pitch. So the content that you're going to have on there is going to be mostly interviews? It's going to, yeah, it's, yes, it's my style, the interview style, okay. it's, but it's just 
in, in a TV show format. So I don't, I haven't decided yet whether it's going to be able to, I'm going to sit down with them or how I want to do it, but I have to be able to show and prove that I can hold my own on a show. Mm, okay. So are, are we going to mix in there every like 30 minutes of the day, um, Asharifa rapping? We might, we might. That depends on if it's ratings week. You know oh, what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> if, it's, if it's ratings, you know what I mean? I, I have to rap. I have to sing. I have to do whatever. I, hey, I might cha-cha. Y'all don't know. We, we will do whatever it takes to get the ratings up, the books sold, the new clients, the people watching. You got to do what you got to do. <laughs> Fair enough. I'm gonna come to your office and rap. Now, I'm not even gonna tell you I'm coming. I'm just gonna show up one day and start rapping. The people gonna throw me out. They gonna be like, "You got this lady's rapping in the hallway," and they gonna be like, "Wait, that's Al Sharifa." See, <laughs> I'm gonna bring the cameras too. Well, just don't ask me to rap. I tried Vanilla Ice, Ice Ice Baby. It was the <laughs> worst. Experience ever. It was the worst. I, I I didn't realize how fast that song was when you actually sing it at karaoke. So yes, yeah, he's an excellent businessman. That's what people don't understand. He took that one song, Ice Ice Baby and made turned it into a lot of success and business investments so that's what people don't understand and that's why i love business most investors what they do is they invest in about 10 different companies yeah. but they do it with the exact knowledge that eight of those companies are going to fail they expect them to fail now they don't want them to, to fail but they don't know which companies are going to be successful and they just hope and pray to a certain extent that the companies the two companies or the one company that's successful is so successful it covers the rest of the launches and so that's that's why i have 50 companies i don't know which company is going to generate more revenue and right now out of all the companies that i have ash sharifa is the one who pays a lot of bills <laughs> a, lot, a lot of money <laughs> fair enough I've had so much fun. I have had so much fun with you. This is kind of unexpected. We talked about a lot of things aside from just your podcast, Road to Growth, Success as an Entrepreneur, Team Vinny SD, your coaching. But we didn't even talk about the coaching. I just want to mention that and then I'll, I'll stop holding you hostage. Can you just mention a little bit about the coaching and what you offer as far as coaching? No, no, my time's up. No, 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 I'm it's joking. not. <laughs> I'm joking. No. Uh, yeah, so we help out um, some, some agents uh, down in San Diego. Uh, they're mm -hmm. looking to get into the real estate business. So if someone's looking in the Southern California area to get into uh, real estate, give me a call again, 858-345-7829. If you're looking to buy a home, sell a home, give me a call. If you're looking, if you have a good story and you're a business owner, give me a call. So basically, even if you need someone help take your trash out, <laughs> And I just want to thank you. Thank you for just bringing your energy, your charm, your wisdom to today's episode of Ask Sharifa. Thanks for bringing me on. Thanks for allowing me to come here. Appreciate it. You, you are so welcome. You are so welcome. And of course, I have to thank everyone who tuned in. Kat just joined us. So many people who are watching the show live. Again, as always, I invite you to go ahead and share this interview because friends don't let friends miss out on Ask Sharifa. And if you're interested in being a guest, if you're interested in sponsorship opportunities, or if you just want to watch more of my interviews, visit the website at AskSharifa.com. Until then, everyone have a wonderful day. Bye now.
When you're looking to buy or rent a property, you need FireballApproves.com. They protect you against renter fraud and much more. Give us a call today at 904-580-6740 before you shop. If Fireball approves it, then you can rest assured that it's a safe deal. Why go anyplace else? With over 20 years of experience, you bet we've got your back. That's FireballApproves.com. Don't get scammed. Make sure Fireball approves. Agency number A180. 00175. If you want to take your business to the next level, then you need InTheNewsPR.com. It's the perfect PR agency that can increase your business exposure along with your media interest through thoughtful storytelling and strategic media campaigns. That's InTheNewsPR.com. Give us a call at 562-822-0965 and see how we can get your company in the news. From marketing and social media to public relations and interviews, we've got it covered. That's InTheNewsPR.com. Make sure everyone knows your business.